It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. I am Marcus Mosier. He is Landon McCool. And today we are talking about some big news out of Dallas, uh, Landon. But before we do that, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. Uh, I obviously owe Cowboys Nation a, a, a mea culpa on this one because literally yesterday, literally yesterday, I said that this wasn't going to happen. Uh, open up Twitter uh, and lo and behold, here we are. So uh, yeah. I'm excited. Uh, I would just want to tell people. So today is one of the coldest days we've had here. I think the wind chill this morning when I t- was taking my daughter to daycare was minus 24. Oh, my and I was, God. I was sitting at a diner today. Uh, drinking coffee and it's like man this this winter's never gonna end when am i ever gonna have some good news <laughs> and i go on to twitter and i got some great news landon uh right. the news is that dan quinn after interviewing for like 35 head coaching jobs mm-hmm. this offseason is returning to dallas to be their defensive coordinator so just your initial takeaways when you saw the news i mean shock clearly i mean i just guaranteed yesterday that he wasn't coming back i, I assumed that you know he was the front runner for at least, I mean, seemingly three or four different jobs. I, I, I had also heard folks in Miami had been talking a lot about him. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, you know, my experience here was that I, I get up this morning. Obviously, I'm in the West Coast, so it was a little bit earlier for me when all this went down. I get up this morning. I'm in the shower. Come out. I, I pull my phone out to kind of catch up with the day, right? And <clears throat> the first thing I see is that uh, Eberflus has got his job. I see that uh, the the Denver job is also uh, has already no, been announced. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Chicago and Denver both gone, and then uh, and then I see John Oning's tweet that that you know obviously that New York the Giants are the 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 uh, the last landmine there, and and honestly in my mind I thought the Giants is where he would end up. I just mm-hmm. assumed that because he's a the Jersey guy. He's talked about how it's his dream job. Uh, and then literally the tweet above that was Tom Palisaro's tweet uh, uh, announcing that that he's coming back to the Cowboys. I, I'm shocked. Like I, I, I'm thrilled. I mean, obviously I cannot be more thrilled about it, but I, I, I frankly am shocked that it's happening and, and excited. All right, we're going to talk about the impact it has for the Cowboys, not only just this offseason, but the players and all that kind of stuff. But I want to talk about kind of how the last week has gone and how things might have changed. So I think the sense the entire time is that Denver job was the one that he wanted, right? Or maybe that he was the favorite for. Like his guy, George Patton, was there. It made a lot of sense with that, you know, that roster. And they, they interviewed him pretty quickly. I, I mean, it might even have been before the playoff game, right? Did they interview him once before the playoff game? I'm pretty sure that he was that was the first one he had, and it was early, significantly earlier than the rest of the interviews. So and then he had a second, then he had a second interview there like a week ago. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, the whispers just around Denver is you, I mean, I follow quite a few guys in Denver. Yeah. Is that he had a contract offer on the table and it just kept waiting there and waiting there and waiting there. And then when the Packers got knocked out of the playoffs, that opened up Nathaniel Hackett to come interview. And I think it maybe opened the door to this idea that Denver really could get Aaron Rodgers. So maybe yeah. Dan Quinn waiting is the reason why he didn't get that job. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, honestly, on some level, he didn't have a problem coming back to Dallas, right? So no, clearly, no. clearly that gave him a nice, you know, kind of floor for his situation next year. Right? And I think he was going to be patient. I, I think he wanted to take every one of these interviews, right? I mean, look, he just got fired from that job, you know, he just got off yeah. that gig. So I could totally understand why, you know, you would think, uh, I, I don't know that I'm necessarily ready to jump right back into this situation. I want to make sure I'm in the right situation. You know, he, the, the problem I feel like that happened in Atlanta is that, you know, he kind of was the victim of some, uh, of some, some poor personnel uh, uh, acquisitions yeah, in, Thomas in Atlanta. Thomas Dimitrov. Thank you Dimitrov, very much. Yeah. I mean, really kind of, uh, you know, though started out sort of as a smarter GM, just kind of made some moves that just really let you. Well, he back. killed their depth is what he did. He, yeah. I mean, they had absolutely no depth by the time he was there or he left. And so it, it just became one of those things where I'm sure Quinn, after doing that, after taking one of those teams to the Super Bowl and, and losing. And I think at this point he was probably like, I want to make sure that I'm in the right situation. And look, Patton obviously was a, a, yeah. a guy he knew he had a relationship that's probably why he went there first, right? But I also think that he probably wanted to be very deliberate about taking this job, make sure that it was the right situation. Denver was obviously looking to move quickly. I mean, I think that's I, – I think looking back now, at first I thought it was, it was more that Denver just wanted Quinn specifically, so they were moving on him quickly. I, I think now it's more just that Denver wanted to move quickly because they wanted their choice of these guys. They yeah. wanted to put offers out early and make sure that they had opportunity. When Hackett came available, when with the way that the Packers lost that game at home, you know, it, it, it felt like it felt like a goodbye for Rodgers. And suddenly that door that was closed earlier in the season for Denver of having a potential of getting Aaron Rodgers, it seemed to creak open a little yep. bit more. And now suddenly that they've hired Nathaniel Hackett as their OC, uh, it feels like the door's been kicked open in large terms. Um, and, and a couple of people are wanting to know, why would Dan Quinn take all of these interviews if he was just going to return to Dallas anyways? Um, I mean, I don't know about you, Landon, but have you ever went to a job interview when you've already had a job? That is a, a much more fun experience than when you don't have a job, right? It is. Uh, and beyond the fact that too, like there's only 32 of these gigs. Yeah, right? and it's you know? listen, it's fun to be courted too, right? Like yeah. it's fun to go out and meet people and have people after you, and it, it never hurts to say yes to an interview and just you know get more practice and see what they can offer. I I would never ever tell anybody to decline the interview, even if you're happy in your certain you know your current situation. Yeah, and let's be clear, folks. Like these kind of interviews are not the interviews that you and I are used to, where it's like you're nervous. You're—I mean, I'm sure they're nervous, but it's like th this is more like a recruiting trip for a college oh, player yeah. in, in high school, yeah. right? Like they're courting you, they're taking you out to nice meals, you're having nice conversations over, you know, fifty-dollar glasses of scotch. So, uh, yeah, I mean, 50. it's. it's are uh, we in a cheap organization here? <laughs> he, he went to Denver, New York, Marcus. Okay, that's so, true. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. Medium Pepsi. Yeah, this is yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly for showing up. 
uh, you know, look, I mean, I, I think it's one of those things where it's 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 good experience. Like yeah. it's oh, it's yeah. a good experience. You're having a good time. It's good experience for your career. Uh, and I and I think that you even if you're not interested, you probably don't turn down Never. interviews simply for the fact that if you want a job at the next hiring cycle. You don't want to look like someone who uh, is too good to take an interview. And, I, and I you just, never know what's going to happen down the road. Like yeah. the Cowboys entire, Cowboys entire coaching staff could be fired next year. Yeah. And now, Hey, you're looking for a defensive coordinator job in Denver, right? Now at least you, Hey, remember those two great meetings we had? This would make a lot of sense. Right. Um, so it's just like the Cowboys, how they, in the draft process, they'll bring a guy in, right. They'll interview him. They'll, they'll have, they'll get a record on him. They may not draft him, but that information that they gather from that meeting, it may inform their yes. decision to sign him later down the road. It's the same sort of idea. Or get to yourself trade out there. or not to trade for somebody, right? Yeah, yeah. And just get yourself out there. Meet, go meet these owners. Yep. Let, get get Have them know your face. Have them know your thing. And so the next time that job comes up, maybe the next time you, the, the owner's banging on the table saying, hey, I want Quinn. We missed on him last time. You know, blah, 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 blah. Let's bring him back in. Let's try it again. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's keep diving into this. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Get Upside. Our listeners are earning cash back for every single gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up. Cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card uh, for Amazon, whatever you need. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover limitations apply see terms at discover.com slash credit card all right i want to talk about the implications for the cowboys that it has this season on the players but a few actually i think it was a week ago you were not excited about the cowboys just kind of running things back with the same coaching staff now i i have to assume you were talking about that not being dan quinn part yeah. of it so how do you feel about the staff as is right now going into next year you know, I, I feel good. I, I, I feel like I I wish that there had been more exploration into what else was an alternative. I mean, I, I like I like Quinn's coming back. I think that's great. I, yeah, you know? I wouldn't move Quinn for Zimmer or Fanjo, even though those guys are both super. Those qualified. are fantastic. I just yeah. think that you, you get a, a better chance next year because there's a level of continuity there. And right. obviously we like what he what they did. So so I, I think that's good. You know, I'm not uh, it's funny because yesterday I got attacked all day yesterday for uh, uh, saying that I was on Cooper's case and not on Kellen Moore and, and uh, Mike McCarthy's case enough. But I, I don't feel like that's the case. I feel like I have been saying that that a lot of what has been going on has been a, a, an inability to get these guys easily open and, and, and to create easy situations for Dak. I, you know, if they aren't going to change head coaches, which it's seemingly 
feels like that's the case. Every day that we go by without a change, it seems more and more likely that he stays, right? Then I'm keeping Kellen Moore. You know, I'll take the I'll take the risk. I mean, honestly, it's more like if I'm ranking these, like I would have liked to see what Brian Dable could do with this offense, right? Mm-hmm. But but outside of that, like I don't know that there's a better situation like immediately available for the Cowboys that isn't gonna like you know we could talk about Sean Payton. We have talked about Sean Payton, but even then, that that more feels like a look towards you know the long term future as opposed to next season. I think as far as you know how good this team could be next season, uh, I think this is probably one of the better combinations you can have. Uh, you know, the hope is is that this uh, you have an offensive coordinator who's young and le- clearly uh, took his lumps at the end of the season and needs to really bounce back a big way next year. I, I like Kellen Moore. I'm certainly willing to, to trust on that, but I, I think uh, you know. I'm not excited. I, I want more from Kellen Moore. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need more. We need more from him uh, for me to be excited like I was like going into last year about Kellen Moore. All right. Back to Dan Quinn. Uh, how much do you think him returning impacts your offseason strategy? Because, I mean, we talked about like Mike Zimmer on this podcast. Like if, if Zimmer was going to come in, probably meant that you were going to lose J-Ron Curse. Maybe you lose Keon O'Neal to free agency. Do you think those guys all, KZ, do you think they all come back now that DQ is the, the DC again? Well, I don't know if they'll all come back. I mean, if, I mean, maybe they will if they're willing to take some, you know. A, a... Like, do okay, could you, see, could you see Malik Hooker coming back on a close to vet minimum contract? Yeah, definitely. Could you see J. Ron Curse coming back at a, let's say, a two million dollar pay bump? Yes, I can see that. I see. I I agree. I just don't see. I with Dan Quinn being back, I don't see a scenario where Curse leaves for more money elsewhere, right? Because I think he knows this is a good situation for him. Yeah, I mean, unless he gets, you know, unless some GM gets wide eyed and, and starts fully buying into the idea of hybrid defenders and. And thinks that he's getting ahead of the curve and, and overpays Curse, then yeah, I can't. Even imagine. then, I don't, I, I, I don't even know, right? Like Curse might just feel like he can extend his career here, right? Maybe, yeah. I mean, I, we, I, I can't speak to what his personal decisions yeah. on there, but yeah, I think it, it makes sense that, you know, that Quinn's coming back. He's already here. It, it, it certainly makes it a lot more palatable for those free agents that were here on one-year deals that were here because of yep. Quinn for them to come back for another year because he's here. I mean, it, it, without Quinn, you know, it's not like, oh, I was in Dallas last year, so I guess I'll just re-sign with Dallas, Dallas this year. I, I think the, it's the fact that, oh, I'm in Dallas and Quinn is back. Let's let's run it back. Yeah. Um, where I think the Cowboys get a huge advantage here is some continuity, right? This yeah. is the first defensive coordinator that's going to be here for multiple years since – Rod Marinelli, right? Mm-hmm. And even then, I mean, you had a lot of stuff going on in 2019 when it was Rod Marinelli. Was it Chris Richard was here? And was that 2018? I mean, just all blending together. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this I, is it's great that they finally have a defense that they can, you know, draft it on. Like now, going into the Senior Bowl next week. Yeah. You know what Dan Quinn's kind of looking for in certain players, right? Like yeah. we had an idea last year. But now you really know, like that makes a huge, huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's huge for your scouting department. It's huge for your uh, front office uh, to just help with free agents as well. 
uh, I, you know, I think it's huge for the players. I mean, just to kind of have that that mindset that they kind of understand the defense that they're walking into. They know what it's going to be. Um, yeah, I want to say think it, I want to talk about in our third segment which players benefit the most from DQ yeah. coming back. But uh, what do you think of this year? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know the one key thing that we kind of always are harping on is that it's it's incredibly de- difficult to replicate defensive success year after year, right? And uh, I think that the one thing that the Cowboys have going for them here is that they have a pass rush. As of right yeah. now, we're going to see exactly what happens <laughs> with Randy Gregory and some of the other guys, but they have a pass rush and they have some corners uh, with some depth that can cover a little bit. If they could find a way to replicate that again next year, uh, then it becomes easier to kind of replicate that success. Most of the, they are going to have to play a number one schedule next year, which will be interesting. That may change. Some good. Of the, I think uh, that's a good thing for the Cowboys. Honestly, I, 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 I'm changing my thoughts on how a schedule helps and hurts you going forward. I just, I mean, this is a I think, topic. I, I, no, but I think you're, I think what's your honest something I've been thinking about too, right? Is that it's, it's almost better to go through the slings and arrows of the season and survive it that makes you battle tested for the playoffs. It, it just, it, it's, I've seen well, because I just right going 12 and five versus 10 and seven. I mean, I know it sounds like a big difference in the NFL, but I'd rather have those eight games a year that feel like playoff games, right? Like the 49ers have been playing playoff games for the last two months. Yeah. And I think they're better for it. Right. Yeah. I think the Packers had this problem this year. Like the Packers played in a cupcake division. I mean, yep worse than the NFC East. They played a cupcake schedule and then they get a week off and they play in the playoffs and they weren't ready for the 49ers. So like, I, I don't think the number one schedule is going to hurt the Cowboys in any way. I think it might actually help them. Yeah. I, and I agree overall, I guess the point I was more making was in regards to what the numbers may look like for the defense yeah. next year. Yeah. I don't, yeah. We don't know if, if replicating that kind of level of success next year will look the same, even though success is kind of relative to a lot of other things, including wins. I just think, like, when you're in the situation the Cowboys are in now, like, it used to be do everything you can to to win the division and make the playoffs, and then anything can happen. I just think you have to kind of view things a little differently now. Like, you need to – making the playoffs shouldn't be the goal anymore, right? should be winning the Super Bowl. And I think playing a tough schedule is ultimately going to help you the most do that, right? Does that make sense? Getting ready for the playoffs – and being ready for the playoffs is more important than getting to the playoffs. Yes. Has, you know, it's like being having a team that's built and ready to play in the playoffs uh, is, is more important. Because if you get to the playoffs and lose, who cares? That's the point. Yeah. Uh, back to the offseason really quickly. So because you're bringing back Dan Quinn and you know what he can do with, let's say, I, I don't want to necessarily say lesser players, but less expensive players, right? Mm-hmm. They inserted J. Ron Curse into a role and he was a veteran minimum guy and you got great play. You didn't have to pay for a safety like KZ was their most expensive safety last year. Do you think bringing back Dan Quinn will allow the Cowboys to invest more resources on offense this offseason? Yeah. I mean, I I think, you know, that combined with the fact that they spent so much resource on defense last year. I mean, they have all these young players who are coming into their second year, and some of which have played a little bit that will play more next year, some of which who didn't play at all that will play some. You know, you'll see guys like Izzy Mukamu coming in. You'll probably see some more Nashawn Wright. Jabril Cox is hopefully going to be a guy that's going to make big Mm -hmm. contributions on this defense. Uh, You know, I I think all these guys, Bohana is another guy that hopefully you'll see an uptick in his snaps. I I think all these guys – uh, they get into a situation where 
they're not changing defensive coordinators going into their second season, which is, I think, a very difficult thing to do, and especially with that large draft class filled with defensive players. It's That's really an unmentioned uh, thing here that's huge, is that you had a huge class of defenders on the rookie class last year. What was it, 10 defenders that you drafted, yeah. plus all the other undrafted folks. Uh, to go ahead and, and have a successful uh, kind of development season with a lot of those guys, and then to, to immediately switch defense coordinators switch schemes potentially that would have been a very difficult ask for a lot of very young players Mm -hmm. for the Cowboys to be able to continue the continuity there. It really, really helps uh, kind of, you know, buoy a lot of those players and and, and in their development, they're not having to go through their first off season while also learning a new defense. Yeah. I'll just, I'll read you some of the guys on defense, you know, that didn't play a ton of snaps last year. Like, Nation Wright, 41 snaps. Uh, Kelvin Joseph, 164 snaps. Quinn Bohana, 223 snaps. Jabril Cox, nine snaps. Like, there's a lot of guys that you drafted high that just haven't played a lot. And that's, you could look at that as a bad thing. Like, hey, your rookie class didn't give you much, or, you know, they didn't have to give you a lot because your defense was really good. That the latter is what what it was. I mean, I mean, it's hard to say that the, the, the former part was was the case because every time we saw Joseph out there, he seemed like he was fine. He, was he didn't have any problems. Uh, right. You know, had some up and down play, but a lot of it at times was on special teams. So it's not even necessarily yep. about defense. Uh, I think you saw great flashes from Odigizua. I think Bohana, you know, was not life changing, but certainly wasn't, you know, uh, certainly NFL quality, yep. you know? So I, I think, you know, a lot of these guys are going to get an opportunity to step up and, and show what they've got next year. And again, kind of going back to what your original question was, because of all that, because you're still getting that continuity and still continuing to build upon those first-year players going into their second year, yeah, I do think that you you can afford to kind of look more towards the offensive side of the ball this year. Because, I mean, first of all, you're losing a lot of players on that side that you have to replace anyways. And second of all, obviously, the offense wasn't enough. The offense needs to be better than it was. So yep. uh, it'll be interesting to see exactly how that all shakes out. I am curious to see how, like, the Cowboys handled Jordan Lewis's contract and Anthony Brown's contract. Brown was, I think, good last, this year. I know there was a couple of games where he's up and down, but they can move off Brown and save $5 million. I don't know if you want to do that. I don't know if it's worth it. But if you could trade him for, let's say, a sixth-round pick, fifth-round pick, and you like Kelvin Joseph and Nation Wright, maybe that's something you do to get younger, cheaper in the secondary. Uh, all right, let's take one more quick break to tell you guys about Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a new happy betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKDOWN to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports. That can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? 
Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, Landon, uh, who does Dan Quinn's uh, staying or you know being in Dallas help the most on the Cowboys' defense? Hmm. You know, I, I think probably Micah Parsons. I mean, yeah. you know, I think yeah. the – you know, I, I had confidence in some of the other folks that had been bantied around, uh, Zimmer and um, you know, less uh, uh, Fangio, though I, I know Fangio can find a way to, to make that work, yeah. right? Uh, but I think the fact is that you've got a player in Parsons who clearly has a very unique skill set, uh, and uh, the marriage between his skill set and the way that Quinn has deployed him was incredible last year, and uh, the results kind of speak for themselves. So the fact that you get that opportunity to kind of continue that relationship and 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 not just to talk about the X's and O's, but the actual relationship yep. that seems to be yep. established between Quinn and Parsons uh, seems very special. So I, I have to think that, you know, for a young superstar who is going into his second season, is ready to kind of take over the NFL uh, to have his his the coach that kind of helped, you know, uh, deliver him to arriving in the NFL. Uh, is going to be the guy to kind of continue that journey into his second year. I think that's a huge step for Mike Parsons. Yeah, the answer is Parsons. But I think it also really helps guys like Joe, Kelvin Joseph, right? Second mm-hmm. year in the same scheme. We've seen this over and over again. Like corners that are constantly changing scheme and changing defensive coordinators, they can kind of get lost. And mm-hmm. I think this really helps guys like that, especially like Nashawn Wright, who was drafted for this one specific scheme. Right. Yeah. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, if you're changing it up on on right, he might not be a good fit in Vic Fangio's defense or certainly not a good fit like in Mike Zimmer's defense. So I, I think guys like that make so much sense. And then J. Ron Curse, who we've already talked about, Donovan Wilson, uh, who is really kind of another hybrid player. The Cowboys def- defenders, they got to be so excited today. Right. Yeah, and and, and and even for some guys that we haven't talked about that potentially might want to come back like uh, a Brent Urban, you know, like yeah. a guy who – Carlos Watkins. Uh, yeah, Watkins, like where they kind of are odd fits, you know, they're, they're very specific fits, and, and, and the Cowboys had specific roles for them. I yep. mean, Watkins a little bit less, but Urban specifically, I think, is, is kind of a difficult person to fit into your defense unless you have a plan for him. But if you have a plan for him, yep. he's incredibly useful. So I'm not suggesting that Urban is – is even coming back. I think he's only on a one-year deal. But the point is, is that the, a lot of these guys that are here really specifically fit what Quinn wants to do. And yep. so them, him coming back is going to provide them with better opportunity than, as opposed to having to kind of play left-handed while learning a new way of playing that may not be as successful for you or techniques that aren't as uh, uh, you know geared to what you do well. Uh, this will be Tristan Hill's first year with the same defensive coordinator in like <laughs> five years, I believe, actually. That's crazy. Going all the way back to UCF, right? Because uh, 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 Heupel took over at UCF when he yep. was a uh, senior or, or junior, whenever he came junior. out. 
last year. Yeah, he had problems with those coaching staff. I mean, frankly, he hadn't he hasn't had a coaching staff that he's gotten completely great remarks from since Scott Frost, probably. Yeah, so, I mean, Marinelli in 2019, Mike Nolan in 2021, him, yeah. Dan Quinn last year. I mean, he's got to be somebody that's like, yes, finally, finally some stability. And frankly, he's probably a guy that really needs it. So I think that's it's, it's great to see, right? I, I, yeah, I mean, I think – we need to see what he does with a full off season healthy. I mean, cause he's, he's yep. finally getting a healthy off season it appears. And then with the, with us, with the uh, coaching staff, that's with, with con- continuity. So he's going to get an opportunity this year, this off season to really kind of put his best foot forward and show us what he's got. Look, it hasn't been great so far considering where we drafted him. We've seen flashes, I think. And I do think he has uh, ability uh, but now is the time to kind of put it all together. You're finally getting the best opportunity you've gotten so far in your career. Let's see what you got. There hasn't been a lot to be excited about for if you're a Cowboy fan over the last couple of weeks, considering how the season ended uh, and all the recent news coming out of Dallas. But this is a good day, right? This is a good thing. Now it feels like the Cowboys can build some momentum going into the offseason, hopefully bringing back most of their coaches. There's a couple that maybe should be brought back, Landon. I don't want well, to. I'll, well, I'll say ahead. this. Let me. Here's the thing. the 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 feel going into last year was this is an incredibly talented team that has every opportunity to be in the run for it. The feel going into next year is that this team's got a ton to prove. Like every single person in this team, top to bottom, Dak, the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, the head coach, the offensive line. The, 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 the defense, everybody has got something to prove. And I think that that helps change the mentality is like, hey, you guys clearly thought you were this good. And then you got into the playoffs and you got punched in the mouth. So it's time to bounce back from that. It's time to get a lot better, a lot quicker. Uh, and, and hopefully that's kind of the mentality that this this group takes in is that, you know, not that this is a great group. We're coming back. But, hey, this is a good group. We need to get a lot better quick. Yep. Uh, and we'll see what happens with the rest of the coaches on defense. I know Joe Witt has interviewed for a couple defensive coordinator jobs. Uh, Pittsburgh, I think maybe in New York. Uh, we'll see if he stays. We'll see if there's any movement on the offensive line coach. Does Joe Philbin stay? Does he deserve Munchuk, to stay? Munchuk, Munchuk. I will say, I, I looked into that one. Mike Munchuk's, uh he's got a family member that lives in Denver. I'm not all that sure he's interested in moving. Like if he's not retained in Denver, I wonder if he's going to retire, but that's the pipe dream, right? If you get Mike Munchak. So somebody offered that kid a job in Dallas immediately. <laughs> make, them, make, them, make their whole family move. Uh, I know. I, I might, I, for some reason his daughter maybe is going to college there is maybe what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. They, they have flights from what I understand, Mike. They, <laughs> they do have flights. It's, it's not all that far. So I, I've heard that. I've heard the, co- the owner of the Dallas Cowboys has his own plane. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, all right. That is, <laughs> please bring Mike, Mike Munchak to Dallas. He'd be so happy. He'd be so good. Uh, that's it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow with our uh, NFC and AFC championship game preview. Uh, we also have a special segment uh, tomorrow for you guys that you're going to want to check out. Follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. We'll see you guys next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.